are now listening to You Will Drive Effortless Growth with your host and CEO Brand Whisperer, Brett Sklar. Hello and welcome to the Drive Effortless Growth Podcast. I am excited yet again to share strategies, ideas, and tactics from the people that are doing fantastic work out there in the world, whether they're CEOs or people who work closely with CEOs. Uh, Before we get into our podcast, before we dive in and talk about the great guest we have, I wanted to give you an update on the success we've been having with our one-day strategy labs. Uh, In fact, just in the last couple of weeks, we've done three fantastic one-day strategy labs. One of them was launching a new product line and had a trade show coming up, and they needed that strategy, that messaging, that story that really sent it over the top. A second one was launching a new product line and needed a name for that line. And so we did a lot of exercises and a lot of name storming to come up with a a fantastic name for that uh, new product line to fit into their company brand. A third one, which was quite a lot of fun, was a one-day strategy lab helping a company figure out how to prepare for some acquisitions that they were going to be uh, doing over the next few months. And they needed to make sure that they had their brand aligned. They needed to make sure their brand values, their story, their mission, uh, all of it was put together in a very clean and articulate way. It's amazing what you can accomplish in a one-day strategy lab. And I have been enjoying doing that with several companies, and I'm looking forward to the next couple that we're doing that with. Uh, So much of the stuff you already know, much of the work we do in the one-day strategy lab, you already have in your coffers. It's just really putting it through our process and putting it through our formula to uncover those superpowers, those strengths, those things that really help you stand out and separate yourself from the crowd. Anyway, on to our show. I'm excited today. We've got Chris Jeffers as our guest speaker. Chris is uh, huge. He is uh, not only a person I've known a long time, and by the way, I love doing this podcast because of all of the people I get to spend time with, meet with, and talk with that I've known for a long time, but interviewing them just gives me a new depth that I haven't had before in talking with people. But that's, that's all well and good. Chris is fantastic because He's actually done what most of us are trying to do, what he calls from basement to buyout. His company was acquired. And without giving away all of the juicy details, I'm going to turn it over and let us dive into our interview with Chris Jeffers of NetFactor. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I hope you're enjoying today's episode or going to enjoy today's episode of Drive Effortless Growth, where we do soul searching, strategy building, and growth hacking. And I hope you're listening to this at 1x, 1.5x, 2x, or even 10x, where we sound like a lot of fun. Today, I'm excited. I've got a a good friend and someone I've known for several years. Seems like everybody I have on here I've known for several years, which I guess is is good. Uh, Today, I am excited to introduce you to Chris Jeffers. Uh, Chris, I would love to introduce you and tell about how wonderful you are, but I'm going to let you do that yourself. Chris, who are you? And tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, Brett. Thank you for having me on the uh, on the program. Uh, and when you know you first reached out to me, I had to decline the invitation because this is really about bringing CEOs on the show. And I, I'm not a CEO anymore, but I think that may be uh, a big part of our uh, our conversation today. And 
Um, we're thrilled that we've really been able to, to go from basement to buyout. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, I have been in uh, uh, Denver for 20 years. Uh, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Southern California uh, and uh, found my way into the cable television business when it was owned by newspaper companies. Um, spent many years in management, marketing, and sales functions until ultimately, uh, after uh, running a region for uh, TCI and managing sales and marketing operations from Mexico to Canada to California, uh, came to Denver when Denver was the cable television capital of the world and uh, spent a number of years uh, up to the point that uh, um, TCI was acquired by uh, AT&T. And uh, uh, rather than go to New Jersey, I, I moved over into a different division of what was then uh, Liberty Media and uh, 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 working with the folks at Stars and Encore, managing a portfolio of different kinds of technologies. And there was uh, a new technology that was moving to the forefront called the internet. And that was going to be a brand new pipe. And I um, quickly became convinced that this would be the distribution medium for, for the world, for information, education, entertainment. And uh, eventually I, I began working for an Internet 100 company. And uh, 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 along the way, we had the first great Internet meltdown. And uh, I spent some time uh, with a startup before uh, uh, deciding to, to build a brand new business that would help people get onto the internet and business to business companies. And we began educating and helping customers and clients with an agency model uh, around search engine marketing. And, and that grew into um, the, uh, uh, the craft of, of SEO and uh, uh, web page development. And uh, along the way, someone asked the question that's still asked today, which is how come I spend all of this money and yet so few of these web visitors ever really turn into a customer. And, and, and my uh, uh, enthusiasm and passion for using data and technology to connect buyers and sellers really uh, um, culminated in um, developing uh, of a technology that I was able to turn into a business. And um, most recently, uh, um, that business was acquired and we had a... Uh, a really successful run. I live in the foothills uh, of uh, the Denver area, uh, back behind uh, Red Rocks and uh, with my family, and uh, spent a lot of time uh, outdoors and just uh, love, um, love the tremendous business uh, uh, environment and the environmental environment that we all get to work and prosper and live in here in Colorado. Yep, and Colorado is amazing. You know, uh, Chris, I, I, I forget about this, but I was actually on uh, your your days of TCI. I was actually at AT and T. I was one of those uh, New Jersey guys, which uh, <laughs> was taking place. And um, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun for us to actually have a separate uh, podcast down the road to talk about sort of the perspectives from both sides of that: the acquirer, the acquiree. Um, and and how there were some obvious obvious um, interesting connection points, and it was a strong strategy for AT and T. Uh, but then there was a cultural thing and a business alignment thing that I think kind of uh, got in the way there that uh, might have kept things from being awesome. 
Um, so thank you so much for that introduction. And, and uh, you know, I love hearing your journey and hearing your story. And I will have a, a, a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, as well as a link to NetFactor and to another company that we'll get into here in just a moment. Chris, I, have, I was always impressed with NetFactor as a business. And I don't mean to talk about in the past uh, past sense, but uh, should I talk about a past sense or present sense? What does that? What does it become? Yeah. So, uh, in at the end of 2017, NetFactor, uh, uh, as a corporation, was acquired by Bombora Inc. Bombora is a, a New York-based uh, ad tech firm, um, the largest global aggregator of. B2B intent data in the world. We can talk a little bit more about um, what what that is and what that means. Uh, but at a top level, uh, Bombora um, puts together information uh, it acquires from an array of publishers, websites, uh, business partners from all over the world that provide very rich and detailed signals about what companies are consuming. Uh, 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 around the internet. Uh, they, they built an unbelievable brand, uh, a business that really allows advertisers and, and enterprise companies to, uh, and agency partners to understand who is in the market, who is signaling intent because they're participating in or researching data out in the marketplace um, um, through data science. Um, these signals are, are, are aggregated, uh, uh, formed into various um, topics and taxonomies uh, that allow the user to really pinpoint companies who are uh, active in the marketplace and indicating the highest levels uh, of, of intent around very specific topics. So let me stop you there for a second because I want to pause on the most important thing you said that I didn't want to have passed by. You, as a CEO, and as really the, the, this being your brainchild from beginning to now, have successfully sold a business to another business, and it feels like it fits. So, so Chris, I, I want to I, I, I hear about it. Uh, you know, I don't care to get into details, but I want to hear about it at a macro level. But I want to know, Chris, how does that feel? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, incredibly blessed to really go from basement to buy. Uh, It really has been um, incredible. And, and, you know, I've been able to uh, traverse uh, the chasm that, that so many entrepreneurs venture into from a business concept to, you know, in the case of technology, building the product and bringing it to market bootstrapping it uh, uh, along the way, bringing in investors and, and uh, venture capital and various debt uh, uh, and equity capitalization uh, 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 investments. And, um, um, you know, we, we've been able to move through, you know, many of the market uh, ups and downs and, and keep the company profitable uh, up to the point that, that we did this exit. And, Yes, that feels good, but you know, Brett. I think perhaps the uh, uh, the biggest part of that accomplishment, which was 
uh, carried out on the backs of so many of, of, of our employees and my business partners and certainly the acquirer is um, all of our employees have, have gotten jobs that they're now working uh, as employees of Bombora and we all have a very clear view that um, this is a one plus one equals three kind of formula the the, the technology and 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 um, uh, uh, Resources that that Bombora brings to bear in their part of the marketplace and ours when the the two become aggregated together It's a very very powerful combination. It, it feels it, it feels good uh, But you know now we're our sleeves are rolled up and we're we're bringing the technologies and the companies together and Really looking to deploy the new products that that will capitalize on this vision. So uh, uh, so, so many more miles to go before I sleep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So let me just make sure <laughs> you get a business off the ground, you get it growing, you keep it going during the good times and the tough times. You have, and, and I know this, and I don't know if our, our audience knows this, you have a bit of a, a Steve Jobs moment, I'll call it, with the business. You get back in, you keep focused and then you're able to do what most, so you're able to do what most people can't do. And that's amazing. Number one, getting a business off the ground. Number two, growing it and keeping it going, even in the tough times, even in the down economies, even with transitions in people, even in good economies, where it's so hard to find great software talent. Then you're able to step away from it for a little while. We can talk about that uh, if you'd like to. Then you step back in, you find what sounds like um, the utopian partner. And then now you have found a home for all the employees, which is almost never happens. And you are, you know, I can hear it in your voice. I can, I can feel it across the phone. You are, super energized about what this future looks like and it's almost like a whole new uh, growth track yeah but Brett I, I think I can confirm I can confirm your bullets uh, and we are we're very enthused about where the market is going you know our 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 company net factor uh, uh, which was you know um, all, all of the assets and um, uh, uh, employees and, and customers of NetFactor were acquired by Bombora. We operated uh, a product called Visitor Track, was the retail brand name. It's software as a service, and um, we provide the most detailed view of the anonymous business visitor to a website. You know, of, of any product offering in the world, uh, uh, our customers use it for. Uh, sales intelligence for marketing insights, business development, competitive purposes. But there's this very granular view of uh, who's coming to your website. And as we know, uh, every future customer and every prospect is visiting your website. It's, it's how business is done now. And that's very valuable intelligence to our, to our customers and, of course, our partners who we, we um, sell the product through various channels in, in, in API product offerings. Uh, but now when you can combine what's happening on your website today along with all of this very powerful intelligence that Bombora brings to bear around the companies um, that, that are um, consuming content and signaling high levels of engagement and intent, it, it, it is very powerful. And one of my responsibilities in the new organization is um, um, not just the integration of 
of the companies and, and the product, but also uh, innovating the new products that we can introduce into the market that really can help connect the dots between buyers and and and, and sellers. And that's uh, that's what turns me on uh, from a from a business and personal perspective from way back when. And uh, this is a this is a very exciting uh, um, new world um, that we're all all already being rewarded and and uh, invigorated and certainly challenged. Um, uh, uh, with, with our with our with our new partners at Pompora. So, Chris, let's talk about you for a minute. Is that your superpower? Is that 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 product mapping to user needs? That that way to connect those dots? Is that your superpower? You know, Brett. I think I think my superpower. If you know, if you think of this in terms of <laughs> Superman. Uh, there was also that element called kryptonite, right? Which, which, uh, because, because, you know, he was Superman, that he also had a weakness. I think, I think maybe my superpower is, um, balancing, uh, um, that, that high wire act between many different disciplines. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I have learned to straddle, uh, 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 everything from product development to, uh, finance to board management to marketing to you know all, all of all of these business functions in a very general way but you know that that superpower is also a weakness and it, and it means that you know in many ways I, I'm I'm a generalist and I really uh, have come to rely upon some very specific expertise from our team members but I, I think that balance that that ability to um, participate to engage, uh, across each of those core business disciplines that the entrepreneur uh, 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 has to have and and uh, hopefully they can master in their journey. I think that balance for me is really maybe uh, uh, a superpower, but uh, it can also be a weakness. So I'm going to say, because I have known you a while, one of the superpowers that I see that you have is this perseverance um, and this and this drive and not willing to stop no matter what. Uh, I mentioned you have this, you had this Steve Jobs moment and I don't know how much you want to go into it or we can actually edit this out if you'd like to. But there was a moment when you were uh, no longer at the helm of, uh, no longer the captain, uh, using my famous Star Trek terms, you were no longer the captain of the ship and you were on the ship but then that turned back around. And a lot of people would get frustrated to the point where they would want to leave or just say, I'm going to go do something else. And here you are, you have really, uh, I would say not survived, but thrived through moments. Can you talk, is that something you're willing to talk about today? Yeah, I, I, let me, uh, let me offer some, uh, some response to that. So, so, uh, some background. Uh, uh, at one point, we we had hit hit obstacles in, in the growth of the business, where uh, uh, it wasn't growing at the rate that that we wanted, that we expected, that we knew could be achieved. And you know, in light of of uh, the previous disclosure, Brett, uh, uh, I stood back and I thought about what what would what would take our team to the Super Bowl, right? And uh, I, I stood back and, and, I, and I looked at what some of those barriers were. And one of the barriers was that 
there was no one who was really focusing on um, corporate development, uh, finding the business partners who who we could do wholesale deals with, but also um, that could turn into a logical acquirer. Um, that wasn't happening. And, uh, you know, in the day-to-day operation or, or, or year-to-year operation of business, uh, I just, that was not something I was focused on and there wasn't anyone else in our organization who was um, in, in invested in, in, in that real core kind of function. And the second was, is because, um, because I am uh, a generalist, it, it, it really felt like having a specific professional CEO versus the founder entrepreneur CEO that I had been w- could really help change the game. So we, we invested in, um, in a new coach that, that, that could come in and, and, and take the company to a new level. And I really moved into um, a role that allowed me to cultivate the strategic partnerships and potential acquisition opportunities. And, um, uh, we, uh, we as, as a corporation and a board made a decision and brought in a professional CEO. And, you know, a- after some time, we just, we found that we weren't achieving the business goals that, that we were looking for. And it really required some, some cal- calibration and, and, and adjustments. And that compelled me to step back into the organization and, and um, make, uh, make a bunch of changes, a bunch of course corrections that, that were done successfully. And, uh, and through that, we were able to cultivate some, some relationships with business partners that, uh, obviously turned into this, uh, 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 sale of the company. So, it, so very challenging, very, cha- very challenging time. It was, that's tough. It's tough when, um, you as a leader have to, uh, acknowledge and, 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 um, Find where you you can get your team um, not just from winning some games, but to winning a Super Bowl. And you've got to step back and and make that decision and make that coaching decision and and uh, uh, support it and and then uh, make the adjustments when when that has to be done as well. You know, one of the uh, one of the guys was on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, he had a great uh, phrase, which was "You can't sprint a marathon." and when I hear you talking about the journey you've gone through and the journey with NetFactor and where it's and where it's 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 taking you to to the successful exit, it sounds like a and not just a marathon, but an ultra marathon. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's been a tough mother. <laughs> and then some. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's that's huge. You know. That, and that's what I keep hearing over and over again as I talked with people about the concept of, of drive effortless growth and what gets them to their destination is that realization it's a marathon. And, you know, it used to be the term, uh, you, you know, you, you have to be able to lose a few battles to win a war. I think that's a very uh, dark and negative way to look at it. I think the way of saying that you can't sprint a marathon or you really have to look at this as a marathon is, is a great model. So, you know, we call this podcast Drive Effortless Growth. And as you and I were talking about in the pre-interview uh, discussion, it's not drive easy growth. It's called drive effortless growth. And what I, my goal is, is to find those things that leaders find to be effortless that might not be 
something that, that makes it super easy, but something that you really have that passion for and comes naturally to you. So when I talk about driving effortless growth, what is it for you, Chris, that you find to be effortless? I, uh, I and, and so many other entrepreneurs, one of the, uh, the core strengths that, that, that we bring to bear is this incredible passion, and, it, and it's a function of pride of ownership. Um, you, you, you ideate a product, and you know that's relatively easy to do, and the tools and the technologies that are available today uh, uh, in, in software and in tech, which is where our business operates, are so incredibly powerful. So it's, it's relatively easy to get a product to market. What, uh, where it becomes a, a bigger challenge is, is getting a, a adoption, market penetration, and um, turning that from, from maybe an app into a business. And, and one of the components that, that you have to have uh, is this just um, uh, insatiable commitment and, and drive, but also business pragmatism. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and for me, I've, I've been really blessed to have had uh, incredible teachers over the years, and uh, um, that business pragmatism of always asking the questions and, 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 and challenging the assumptions is really something that, uh, that, that comes easy for me. You know, one of the things, having known you for a while, Chris, is this um, your ability to be positive and to have a smile. And one thing that I think comes very effortless for you is mm -hmm. you really seem to listen to people. You really seem to engage with people. An elevator ride with you feels like a concentration box that you are really focused on a person. How do you do that? How, where did you learn that? And how did you do that? And where do people go to learn? Because there's something magical, something special about the way you help a person feel special for that 30 seconds or that five minutes or that hour where you're really diving in. Well, Brett, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. And, and I, I wish I could, I think I wish I could very much pinpoint how, how and where that happened. My, um, my father, uh, I, I still scratch my head at the irony in this. My father was an entrepreneur and built uh, a technology company that um, um, he, he ultimately sold. And uh, I, I had never really seen myself in, in, in this sort of business. But what, what my parents did craft for me was very much a, um, uh, a rewarding of, of education, uh, of accomplishment, and um, of self-direction, and uh, uh, certainly, you know, the, those injunctions from from how we grew up, and you and I had many conversations about that, um, are really powerful attributes that that, that help drive this. And that's why um, so much of the work that's being done right now with the the various workspaces and incubator environments and um, um, support resources that help entrepreneurs. You know the focus that can really help um, drive that determination, drive that 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 positive effort. Uh, that's as important a business 
a business skill um, um, that that presentation layer, that excitement layer, and 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 you know in the end, if, if we're coaches, uh, we're not playing the game and we're not moving the ball down the field. We have to find a way to um, uh, invigorate and and help our people be the best. And uh, uh, that's something that I'm I'm very focused on and and have to work hard at every day. Um, I gotta imagine that uh, that that um, the acquiring company uh, Bombardo. They see that, and that's got to be something that they're saying, "Wow, you know, we've got Chris Jeffers, we've got that, or Bumbora, I'm sorry, um, uh, we've got Chris Jeffers, we've got that positive energy guy that can really help light up and spark people around here." You know, and so I don't know if I'm looking for you to disagree or agree. I'm kind of telling you that if I were on the side of Bombora, as they're talking about the value of this business, that positive energy that Chris Jeffers brings to the table uh, clearly is something that they probably put a value on and probably helped along with that transaction. So um, really not a question, just more of a statement. And, and uh, any, any thoughts about that? Yeah, well, again, Brett, thank you for saying so, Brett. Uh, uh, it, it, it's not just by any means what 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 I have done or or I, I I'm doing or I might be able to do it really is about uh, um, the team that we all together for for years uh, 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 have, have accomplished the, the product that we've built it's the top rated product uh, by users in the world it's from our customers it's it's from our partners um, there, there's really an aggregation that occurs it's 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 not really uh, it, it's not really any 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 one thing, and ultimately it was the culmination of those variables that um, helped us um, make this transaction happen and 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 make our product and our team and our customers desirable to to an acquirer, and 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 that feels really good. Awesome. So talk to me about life after the buyout, the life after the the successful exit. What does that look like for you? Where do you put your focus? On? <laughs> well, so I, I'm working more hours and traveling more than than than, than I have in an awful long time. <laughs> uh, there's uh, an awful lot of work to do to, to you know bring bring the companies and the and the technologies together um, in a way that is creating new products to introduce into the market. So uh, I, I'd love to tell you that uh, I, I'd spend a bunch of time on a beach somewhere and. I do still aspire to that, uh, 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 if for no other reasons, because I have an auspicious birthday coming up. But uh, <laughs> no, we're 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 there's. Uh, it's interesting you ask that because certainly the acquirer. Those are some of the questions that that they were asking, right? You know, if we pick up this talent and we pick up this team, how many of them are going to leave? Uh, uh, you know, work for the executives who may have gotten a little something in the transaction. Uh, are they really going to have the levels of commitment and, and, and energy and uh, um, innovation to stick around? And so those those were really um, big questions on the part of the buyer. And so we we have a challenge to uh, assure them that we're all committed to the mission and we're all um, very enthused about what what the new product offerings are and as well as the strength of our core business and continuing to operate the visitor track brand and support our customers in the marketplace who are, who are all over the world and are using our products every day. We, we still have lots of work to do there. So none of that's abated. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. How do you, and so that, that definitely seems like a, a very large task. And so in some cases, while you're, you know, the beauty of you being a jack of all trades is you get to pivot and focus on this uh, culture integration, uh, continue to support the, the, the team that was uh, formerly named Nut Factor uh, that is sort of, you know, carries that banner or carried that banner before. Uh, but you also probably get to do some cool new things and focus on some things that you love and not have to worry about the, the other things that might have been the have to do's versus get to do's. So for you personally, Chris, what does that look like? Yeah, I'm really, really enthused uh, about the data assets that, that um, Bombora is bringing into, uh, into the fold here. Uh, you know, again, one of my responsibilities is um, the investigation of uh, how uh, our assets can be combined, which is, you know, again, if, if you think about our software and the products that we bring into the market, the raw material is, is data. So how can you turn those and fashion those raw materials into something that's really uh, market leading uh, uh, and, and can scale? That is incredibly exciting. Uh, you know, we, we deal in um, IP intelligence, uh, business data, uh, intent scores, and of course the team of data scientists who are working behind all of this and uh, um, assets uh, uh, and data that we never could have acquired in the past or, or certainly um, um, the size of those assets, the scale of those assets are just, you know, if you think in terms of terabytes and managing and manipulating terabytes of data, uh, it's really exciting what, what we're now producing and will be introducing into the market. And, and, you know, again, I, I, uh, I become so enthused by the power of information to, to, um, uh, uh, help buyers and sellers join hands. And there, there's really a, uh, a giant, a giant playground here that that will, uh, or I should say, orchard that will bear fruit. Uh, there, there's an irony to some of the things you were talking about the last couple <laughs> of minutes. As I'm looking at the Bombora website, the homepage or whatever the landing page I went to, shows a picture of a beach. Um, and you talked about the idea of uh, you know you're not quite at the point where you're you're hanging out on a beach just yet, but. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I thought that was, was funny. So, yeah, so Bombora is a, 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 an Australian Aboriginal term for uh, a long breaking wave that moves down a reef. <laughs> so there's uh, you know, the wave uh, uh, really is symbolic of, uh, of the, the wave of surge and tent. And uh, that's the, the branding connotation. That's, uh, that, that says a lot right there. It says a lot about the company you've gone to. And, and it says a lot about your passion and your support of this organization, that you want to get to know this company and understand the meaning behind the brand and the meaning behind the company. Uh, it says a lot about you, Chris. It says a lot about you looking at that from a big picture and really getting in to understand that, that why of a company, which I think is very cool and oftentimes overlooked when you're, uh, you know, looking for that successful um, partner. So Chris, as we're starting to wrap up, um, I, I think a lot of people are going to be saying, 
maybe not directly, but they might be saying, how do I get to do what Chris Jeffers did? How do I get to help build a team, build a great organization, build an institution that not only can weather storms, can grow and can, can succeed, but can also reach this ultimate, uh, you know, this ultimate exit. What guidance would you have to help people that are looking to do what you've done? Uh, I want to be very thoughtful about about your your question, Brett. Uh, I, uh, uh, let me give you let me give you a couple of bullet points. Um, I think the first is accurately defining the addressable market and who the buyers are. Uh, you and I've talked often about personas, and and important to that is is that addressable market currently looking for a solution and it really that that really dictates a lot about the the business model and the go-to-market strategy in terms of uh, is it a an educational sell or uh, is there really pent-up demand uh, and then once that's done um, in terms of the business is understanding the cost and, and the metrics uh, that it takes uh, and, and what you can tolerate to spend on acquiring each customer. I, I, I continue, you know, in our own business as we talk with prospective buyers and we talk with them about questions like this, um, um, how often those key questions can't be answered. Um, understanding that really can help you map uh, uh, expense and, and the revenue opportunity ahead, but you really have to understand what it's going to take to to uh, to acquire that customer. One of the core business philosophies for how we've operated our business is a, a strategy that was developed a number of years ago. As you may remember, back in 2008, the the markets were were melting down and and venture capital dried up and. And a um, seminal uh, meeting occurred with one of the largest VCs in Sand Hill Road and called together the CEOs and, and said, do everything in your power to get to cash flow, net income, break even. You cannot control your destiny. And um, I, I, think, I think that siren call that happened then in, in, in a, um, uh, a, a horrific business environment is still absolutely critical today is you cannot control your own destiny uh, until you have a clear path to uh, a net income cash flow break-even position and um, spend every every dime as as if it's your last I think I think that's really important and maybe the last last bullet point I, I, I would respond to your question Brett would be you know we talk about innovation and and so much of that is really perceived around the technology and the products that we build, but how can you innovate to managing the most valuable resources? It, in our company, it, it's been people. And uh, how, how can you point your investment and innovation towards your most important resources and cultivate them? And, uh, you know, in so many organizations, that, that is going to be people, and that's a, that's a critical factor. Wow. Okay. Those are some really strong uh, data points. I think is a really good takeaway for this. You know, number one, accurately define 
sorry, accurately define the addressable market, you know, know who your buyers are and know what their motivations are. Number two, understand the costs and metrics and how you can tolerate the spend on acquiring customers. You know, uh, a great quote, and I don't remember who said it. They said, revenue is vanity and a strong business is sanity. And I think that's a great <laughs> sort of, you know, it might be profitability is sanity. It might be cash flow positive is sanity. Sort of depends on the business and the industry. Uh, another great one. Spend we, every we, we call it profitable revenue growth. Yep. 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 And that is definitely something that got overlooked for many years and it's gone through waves of being overlooked. And uh, that definitely does not create that, that sustainability. You know, another bullet point you had was spend every dollar as if it were your last. You know, we, we still are in this, you know, world where startups are getting good investments. They're spending money on office space. They're spending money on uh, outings and events. And, and we've really sort of gotten away again from that. Um, be conservative with the spend that you have. And then I like how you talk about innovation. You know, it's not just about the technology and the software, but it can be how you, um, uh, you know, really take care of your most valuable resources and develop those resources. So those are some great um, solid bullet points. I think there are some fantastic takeaways and I'll make sure we capture those in the, in the notes. Um, Chris, as we're wrapping up, uh, and again, this has been incredibly valuable, and I hope you've enjoyed sort of getting deep in this content. Any takeaways, any any big thing that people should do or big thing that people should not do if they're looking to um, follow in your footsteps and succeed as you have succeeded leading NetFactor to a successful exit? Well, I, I could really uh, use a big dose of my own advice on this one, Brett, and it's, it's uh, uh, stand back, take a deep breath, and celebrate where you are achieving milestones. As you exit each sort of key stage, key event, key success, and um, reward yourself. Uh, uh, find find ways to you know create those affirmations and to celebrate success. It's really hard being an entrepreneur, bringing a, a product to market, running a business, scaling it, interacting with investors and boards of directors, and you know take the time to to breathe in the fresh air and and compliment yourself on all that you're achieving. There are more of us out there uh, in the marketplace developing and growing businesses than there are apples and facebook's of the world we are we are the backbone of uh, the american workforce and we really need to celebrate that yeah yeah uh, you know uh, going back to the, the marathon uh, analogy i do think that you know while a marathon is 26.2 miles it's 26 one mile races. And every mile you stop and you say, check, you know, did that. Let's look back and say, or not stop in a marathon, but you can say with each mile marker, I just accomplished another mile. I just accomplished another mile. And when we are all hard charging, growth driven, relentless leaders of our businesses trying to set an example of, go, 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 and grow, grow, grow. 
it becomes even harder to stop for a second and say, guys, look back. Look what we just did. Now, let's keep going. But take a moment to pause for the cause and celebrate the accomplishments, you know, whether they're big or small. I think that's a great way to end this podcast, Chris, is to really just say, you know, first of all, congratulations on the success you've had. And please give my congratulations to the team. I've met several of them, and I think you've built an amazing group of people. And, and so I hope you are able to celebrate this accomplishment with the people that, you know, worked with you to get there. Um, but I think this has been fantastic to say. Um, you know, and, and also, I love the fact that, in, and especially in the pre-interview, that you, you know, come, come across as that this is just the beginning. This is just the start of it. And I love to hear that. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your journey, uh, for sharing the, the challenges and the, and the successes. And I will uh, provide some information if people want to get a hold of you. Uh, I'll make sure that, that you and I uh, get the right information on there so that I point people to the right way. And, you know, Chris, with that, I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, any final words for, uh, for our listeners? Well, Brad, thank you again for uh, asking the questions and having me on the program today. And uh, perhaps just an, an invitation to your audience. Uh, I really believe that uh, an important part of my own journey is being at service to our business managers and entrepreneur community here in the uh, Denver Front Range market. And uh, uh, if I can be helpful, uh, please, uh, to any of your listeners, um, reach out. Uh, I, I'm certainly on LinkedIn. Uh, happy to grab a cup of coffee, chat, uh, and um, do what I can to uh, help us all together to make continue to make this a really thriving business marketplace in, in the front range. Perfect. Well, thank you for that, Chris. And uh, for everyone listening, thank you so much for joining. And please make sure that you are reviewing our podcast if you've enjoyed it. And if you don't like it, please email me and tell me what I can do to make you like it more. Thank you and have a great day.